well as uh, our Zoom congregation and to those there in the house. We have two people that are going to be baptized today. And let's give God praise. <clears throat> let's give God praise for this wonderful opportunity. And of course, as we prepare to carry out the ordinance of baptism, we're certainly delighted and elated for all of you who have joined us in this wonderful and sacred space. And so we have Tobias and Tanisha who will be baptizing. Uh, ushers, as, just let the people in as they come in. Don't hold them up. Let them get situated and settled. Amen. Even as we carry out the ordinance of baptism. Our first one is going to be Tobias. And uh, we're getting ready to baptize him this morning. We have before us little Tobias Huntley. Let the church say amen. amen. Tobias, have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And do you still want to be baptized and become a part of the Lord's church? Amen. 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 Tobias, remember how I told you? All right. Tobias, based upon your confession of wait, before I do that, anybody here that is uh, family member or friend of Tobias, would you please stand? Any family members or friends of Tobias? Amen. Amen. Was that Peyton? That would be you, wouldn't it? Tanisha Grace, let the church say amen. Sister Nisha, have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And do you still want to be baptized and become a part of the St. Paul Church? I'm going to ask any family and friends of Tanisha, would you please stand? All right, I want all my deacons to stand. All my deacons, amen, and deacons in training. I want y'all to stand. Based upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we baptize you this morning in the name of the Father. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. We're getting ready to start our worship experience. Let me just say to all of those that are joining us on our various platforms, on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Vimeo, on the telephone, our Zoom congregation, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you. So real quick, do me a favor. If you're watching us on Facebook, if you would, text this uh, to, your, uh, 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 to your personal network, 
We don't want to start a separate chat. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you would, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We want to get up to 2,000 subscribers by the summer. And if you would, share this link of this worship experience with others that are part of your personal network. And wherever you're watching us, would you just please just put in the location where you're watching us. Amen. We want to take note of that and we take delight because we have people that are watching us from all over the country and around the world. So let's give God praise. Reverend Richardson is going to lead us in our worship experience. Amen. She comes to give us the call to worship today.
chat windows and the YouTube and Facebook and the church website. And I'm curious to know where everyone is watching us from. Let us know the city and the state that you are joining us from this morning. Our scripture reading will be 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'll be beginning at verse 16. And I'll continue until verse 21. So now, on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who is reconciled to us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, no, not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. And though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It's the blessed word of the Lord for us today. Join me as we pray. God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this time. It is hallowed. It is set aside for your worship. God, we glorify your holy and righteous name. God, you are worthy of everything that is going to happen today. God, we thank you. We lift you high, God. For you, there is no other. There's no one that is more important than you. So God, come and saturate this place from the top to the bottom, from the left to the right. God, we are your waiting congregation. We are excited about what you're going to bring to us today. God, make us worthy to hear it. Make our hearts open to feel it. God, we thank you for this time. It is set aside for your glory. And we are your waiting congregation, waiting to hear a word from you, God. And we thank you for our space in the building. From moving from a pandemic to an endemic. God, we thank you because you didn't have to do it, but you brought us here. So God, we thank you from wherever we are in the congregation, in your seats, in your homes, wherever we are, God, we thank you for bringing us to this safe place, this place where we can worship you in spirit and truth. God, we thank you for it and we believe you for it in advance. So we all say amen, amen, and amen. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. We will continue in our worship with our choir.
Certainly God is great and greatly to be praised because there's something about the name of our God. Let me try because I thought I was at the St. Paul Baptist Church. There's something about the name of our God. Yahweh, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sekinu. Our God is a righteous God and our God is a sovereign God. And he deserves all the glory, honor, and praise. Am I talking to anybody in the house that know we serve? We serve the eternal, the God that did not begin to be. Thank you to our adult praise team for reminding us of who God is and what God has done. It is my wonderful and blessed privilege to introduce our newly baptized disciples, Sister Tamisha Grace and Brother Tobias Huntley. And I'm going to ask, amen, let's give God praise for them. And I'm going to ask that they will come forward at this time. Amen. God is great and he's greatly to be praised. We want to celebrate and commemorate and thank God for the gift of you. We are more than humble that you all have uh, decided to become part of the St. Paul Church through the, what we call the ordinance of baptism as far as being baptized. So there are a couple of things we want to give you. First of all, we want to give you your own Bible. And you may have already have Bibles, but this is a Bible from your church. Um, to Tobias, it's a Bible that you can easily understand. To Sister Tamisha, it's a Bible that you will appreciate and thank God for. I want to say to Tobias, read your Bible. If you have any questions, go to Dr. Sherelle. Amen. She got all the answers. Amen. Amen. And Sister Tamisha, uh, uh, we want part of one of our teaching ministries as well as uh, our Sunday morning live. And, of course, any question that you have, see Reverend Richardson. She got all the answers. Amen. So, so with that, Tobias, would you come quickly? I want to present to you your Bible and your baptismal certificate. This certificate means you got a new birthday. Now, I don't know when your original birthday is, but this is your spiritual birthday, that you were birthed into the body of Christ. So tell uh, Dr. Sherelle to take you, go get some ice cream and cake and candy to celebrate your new birthday, all right? So you get two birthdays a year. I want to give this to you, amen. (laughs) To my sister Tanisha, God bless you. Thank you so much for humbling us and honoring us. Uh, And I want to give you your Bible and certificate as well. And so St. Paul, can we celebrate our new disciples? We could do a whole lot better than that. This is how the church really grows. Through the ordinance of baptism. Amen. 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 Come on. We can do a whole lot better than that. Certainly God is great and greatly to be praised. We are uh, definitely excited uh, to welcome these persons. And uh, as Reverend Richardson would share, I believe we have... We're starting to see you on Saturday. God, I'm going to be working hard. We got 30 new disciples that we will be taking through CEO. We got 30 new disciples that we're going to be taking through CEO. And 
uh, that is just absolutely, it absolutely blows my mind how the Lord is growing his church. Amen. Amen. It, it is blowing my mind how the Lord is growing his church. Let me uh, just say as we move forward, as far as our um, uh, observation moments are concerned, there are a few things that I want to share with you as far as our time together is concerned. First of all, just want to say today that our Sunday morning live class um, will be having a special outing, and I believe they're taking pictures. Yeah, they, anybody that's part of Sunday morning live, uh, you can take pictures. But the reason why I want to celebrate Sunday morning live, and I want to thank uh, Reverend Richardson for doing this, is because when we shut down two years ago, two years ago, um, we didn't know what we were going to do. And I ain't going to lie, I was throwing stuff up against the wall to see what stick. Um, and, and the Lord allowed for us to navigate this pandemic in an incredible way. In an incredible way. And, and I, could not, I could not have done this without uh, our staff as well as our leadership team between the board of directors and the deacons ministry. And, of course, our staff has just been uh, the Aaron and the her for me as uh, we've navigated this. And one of the key components was Sunday morning live because we couldn't come together. We could not come together. However, ever since the pandemic, on the fourth Sunday, we started Sunday morning live virtual. And we had more people to join and participate in Sunday morning live virtually than we did in person. Uh, I believe that our Sunday morning live uh, classes almost increased by two-thirds. And certainly God is to be praised for that. And so for really 104 weeks, they've been doing this. So I want all my Sunday morning live teachers, would you please stand and can we celebrate them? Let's give God praise for them. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all so very, very much. We had Sunday morning live in the morning for our adults. We had Sunday morning live for the kids in the afternoon. And, and I just want to salute you all and I just want to thank you all for your incredible hard work pounding at this for uh, 104 weeks straight. That's two years, 52 weeks, as far as the year is concerned. So uh, if you want to take a picture, I believe that there's a picture post out there. You can post it online, amen, to celebrate this. I just also want to talk about how great of a revival we had this past week. And if you weren't able to join us, you missed the treat, but we do have the replays on our various networks that you could go check out. Uh, Dr. Bishop Rudolph McKissick, Dr. Cynthia Hale, and Dr. F. Bruce Williams were just absolutely amazing, absolutely incredible. And we also want to thank God for our music ministry that blessed us beyond our wildest imagination. This week, this week, Kaya Charlotte is doing a collaborative event with our social justice ministry honoring Women's History Month this Tuesday, Tuesday, March 29th, 7 o'clock. Uh, instead of Wednesday, we're going to be talking about the past, present, and future, women of color, redefining culture and community. And this is going to be an interactive session on social justice and issues that impact black women. And so we're going to have uh, Dorothy Count Scoggins, 
uh, First Lady Peer, uh, Sister Lisa Murray, Dr. Sherelle Fuller, Sister Ashley Jones-Rosier, and it's going to be hosted by Minister Erica Minor. Uh, so join them this Tuesday online, 7 o'clock. Also, we want to mention that Resurrection Sunday is coming. Let's give God praise for that. Resurrection Sunday is coming. Starting next Sunday, starting next Sunday, as we make preparation for Resurrection Sunday, starting next Sunday, we're going to be uh, increasing our seating capacity. We're going to be increasing our seating capacity. We're going to be uh, increasing our seating capacity from six feet to three feet. And uh, I believe that also next Sunday, um, you won't have to register to come to service. Um, you can come to service, but we will still be doing temp checks as you come in. Because if your temp is high, you know what that means? You got a fever, which means you got an infection, which means you don't need to be here. So we're still going to do temp checks. And so if your temp is high, we're going to ask that you not come in. No, I'm not going to ask. We're going to tell you not to come in. And, and we're going to send you back home. Um, but we're going to do, we'll continue to do temp checks. Uh, we want you to self-monitor, self-regulate, but we will not be doing um, the paper registration. We will not be doing online registration. However, we will sense when we have reached capacity as far as the church is concerned. And if we reach capacity, then we're going to have to turn people away and figure out what we're going to do next. However, next week, that's when that's going to start. Also, just want to mention that on Sunday, April the 24th, is our church's 122nd church anniversary. Amen. And our guest preacher, our guest preacher for that day will be my classmate, the Reverend Dr. W. Franklin Richardson, the pastor of the Grace Baptist Church in Mount Vernon, New York. Uh, we're asking for a special offering, a special offering from um, all adults, a special offering, sacrificial offering of $122 to celebrate 122 years of existence. This is above your tithe. And so those that can, join me and peer as we will be given $122 apiece just to thank God, just to thank God for how God has done an incredible and amazing work with the St. Paul Church. Amen. 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 How many of y'all know that the Lord has used this church mightily and used you mightily in this church? So please uh, uh, join us as far as that is concerned. We want to, of course, encourage you to um, we want to, of course, encourage you to get vaccinated. Uh, that's how we're going to stop the spread of this virus. Get vaccinated. And if you don't feel good, please stay at home. Amen. Amen. Um, at this time, we're getting ready to transition to prayer, and there are several prayer concerns I want to lift up to you all uh, as we move forward as far as this worship experience is concerned. And so as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer, we want to lift up the family of Brother Elliot McDonald, the husband of disciple um, Batarius McDonald. His services will be held today at the Greater Temple Baptist Church in Charlotte, quiet hours at 2, and the services will be held at 3. Uh, we want to lift up the family of Sister Geraldine Wilson, the grandmother of Sister Carisha Brown. Her services were yesterday. The family of Mario Greer, the nephew of disciple brother Gerald Stevenson. His services were Tuesday at the University City United Methodist Church in Charlotte. 
And we want to lift up the family of Sister Betty Rose Gaddy, the sister of disciples, Deacon Ethelene Powell, Minister Lizetta Gaddy, Brother Jimmy Gaddy, and Brother uh, Philip Gaddy. We want to continue to lift that family up in prayer. Um, and we want to lift up um, Sister Pecola Knight, um, of course, our pastor emeritus, Reverend Paul Drummond, and Lady Thomasina Drummond, and there may be some other names that will be scrolling down the list that uh, you would like to lift up. Now, I need to just, if you could, I want, I want to share one thing before we get ready to go into prayer, because the death angel has really been hitting this church hard. Um, it's been hitting our disciples hard. And um, this is something I don't take for granted. And, and I want to share with you, uh, again, I got to address social media crazy rumors. And I did this last week, and I got to do this again this week. Um, because someone uh, was putting out that we were having funerals for non-disciples. And let me just share with you all quick, fast, in a hurry what's been flowing here at St. Paul. We've been doing funerals because, first of all, as your pastor, my first obligation and responsibility is to the disciples of this church. Testing one, two. Because a lot of us get this church thing wrong. Yeah. My, my first obligation ain't to the community. It ain't to the city. It's to the disciples of St. Paul Baptist Church. All right? Let, let me say that one more time for the Holy Ghost because y'all looking at me strange because that's because we have a crazy ecclesiology. My first responsibility as pastor is to any person that's a disciple of this church. All right? That's my first obligation and responsibility. Your obligation and responsibility as being part of St. Paul Church is to maintain connection through service, through giving, through prayer, and through connection. We've had persons who have claimed to be part of St. Paul Church, and we haven't seen them in five years. And then when something happened, they want to come to church, and we ain't got no record of them giving. We ain't got no record of them participating. We ain't even got no record of them having been here. As a matter of fact, we don't even have a record of them engaging in our virtual platforms. Now, how you know that? Because whenever you engage in virtual platform, your name is on the virtual platform. That's how we know. So we have persons who haven't been a part of the church or haven't been engaged. So they've been really inactive or non-member or not part. All right? Because we dropped dead weight. When I got here, we had to eliminate close to 6,000 people from the rolls because a lot of them were dead and gone. Because we had on our church roll 11,000 folks. I know good and well we ain't got no 11,000 members. And the number we're throwing out of 5,000, I don't even know if we really got that. But I know what we're rolling with as far as giving members are concerned and participating members. Are y'all feeling me? Membership has its privileges. And membership has its responsibilities. And so there are folks who are saying, y'all having funerals for people who aren't part of St. Paul. You're absolutely right. We have been. And those churches or persons who have been having funerals here paid for everything we did. Use of space, our media ministry, our mu anything that, that, that 
that we had to put out, they paid to use this space. It wasn't free because we didn't open up except for, for the disciples of the church. Now, this is what I want y'all to understand. Tell your cousin them. I'm pastoring now. Tell your cousin them that, 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 that we have not been doing that. Anybody who has used this church that was not a disciple of this church, they paid to use the space. So that's the only way that we've allowed for people who weren't, quote, disciples of this church to come in and to use the space. Am I making myself clear? And am I making it clear how we're rolling here? Because some of y'all looking at me kind of cross-eyed. Because here's the thing, and this is, this is what y'all got to help me with. I know I'm going to make somebody mad, get somebody T-shirt in a, in a, in a tizzy, but if you didn't come to church when you were alive, why you want to desecrate somebody and roll them up into the church when they did? The church, hear me and hear me well, the church ultimately is for born-again believers we are to invite people to become a part of our local assembly so we can, first of all, care for them as they care for us. It's a mutual respect. Am I making any sense? All right? So I just want y'all to know so y'all can kill some of these rumors because I need some rumor killers. Because here's the thing, and I'm, I'm getting ready to move into prayer. Come on, Reverend Richardson. Here's the thing. The reason that I'm addressing this is because gossip and dissension can mess up stuff in the church quicker than anything. And a lie will go around the world 15 times before truth ever hits the ground. All right? So this is why I'm dealing with this, just like I had to deal with some mess last week. I'm dealing with some mess today. And so y'all are going to help me kill the mess. So y'all are going to be my evangelist dissension, dissension killers as far as rumors and gossip is concerned. So I need y'all to share that. Those watching me on Facebook, can y'all handle that for me as well? Amen. God bless you. All right, Reverend Richardson, would you come and lead us to the throne of grace? Our Heavenly Father, our awesome God, we come now, God, because you are the only one that can take care of us. You are awesome. You are our supplier. You, we magnify and we glorify your holy and righteous name. God, we come to you as humbly as we know how, God. We First, God, we ask you to forgive us of all sin, of omission and commission, anything that we have done that separates us from you, that keeps you from hearing our prayer. God, we pray that you would remove it right now in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. God, we are thankful today God, we are thankful because when we are thoughtless, you consider and you can continue to think about us. When we are careless, you still care for us. God, when we are unlovable, you still love us, God. And for that, we say thank you. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, God. We thank you for all of the provision that you make with us, for us from day to day. God, we glorify your holy and righteous name. God, continue to make us worthy. 
of all that you are doing in our lives. Holy Spirit, come. Now saturate us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. God, we pray now for those that can't pray for themselves. God, we pray right now that you would take this prayer and move it and transfer it over to the hospital beds, God. Lift somebody's head so they will know that we're thinking about them, that we are praying for them, God. We pray that you would open up their eyes, God. We pray for those that are in the nursing homes, God. We pray that we would that they would get the best care that they can receive at any facility. God, we thank you and we pray for those that are in the hospital. God, we pray that everyone that will come will touch and anoint them in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, God. Give them everything that they need. God, I pray healing for all those that need it. God, I pray for the families that are saturating and that are encircling their families, God. Let them not get weary in well-doing, but let them continue to take care of their loved ones the way that they need to. God, we love you. We honor you. We glorify your holy and righteous name. God, we know that we seal this right now with the word. We said we know you can do it because you've done it over and over again. So God, right now, do what you do best, which is love us, which is take care of us, which is to make provision for us, which is to heal us, which is to take us from place to place. God, we're calling it done in your name, and we thank you in advance for it. Can everybody join me in an amen? Amen. 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 Come on, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves. Thank you, Reverend Richardson. Thank you, Reverend Richardson. It is time to give. 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 Let me try that one more time for the Holy Ghost. It is time to give. Amen. What a blessed opportunity it is for us to partner with our God through the act of worship as far as giving is concerned. And as we prepare to give, there are several ways you can give here at St. Paul. The first way you can give is, of course by either mailing a check or a money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you could drop off your check, cash, or money order at the church. But if you would do that, call the church office first at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive your offering. And we're going to, of course, put it in the safe. Second way you can give is through our various platforms, through uh, Vimeo, as, uh, through ACS, as well as Church Life. You can give through our website on those particular platforms. The third way you can give is through the app called Givelify. If you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give. Just search for St. Paul Baptist Church, Charlotte, North Carolina. And then finally, if you have a physical offering in the house today, if you have a physical offering in the house, you can give by placing that offering on the basket in front of you uh, that is closest to you. And at the appropriate time, we'll tell you when to do that. So however you're going to give today, uh, either physically or virtually, if you would take your offering uh, and hold it up and let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to partner with you through the act of worship through our giving. And God, we come and we give not grudgingly nor out of necessity, but cheerfully. Why? Because you love the cheerful giver. God, if you would take these gifts of ours and multiply them in a Godful way so that your word, your work, your witness, and your worship 
can go through the tribe known as the St. Paul Baptist Church. It is in the name of Jesus we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Let every heart that truly believes say, Amen. For those that have a physical offering, if you would, at this time, just place it in the uh, basket that is on the row in front of you. Our ushers, as well as our receiving team, will gather them for our count. It's preaching time. It's preaching time. And while this was not on um, our schedule as far as um, slated things to do, it is what I will call an unexpected blessing for me to present to some and introduce to others our preacher for this morning. She is uh, a preacher extraordinaire, and if you've never heard her before, trust me, after you hear her today, you'll never forget her. Uh, she is none other than the Reverend Dr. Jasmine Skurlock, uh, who is the founding and lead pastor of the Victory Grace Center in Landover, Maryland. She is a daughter of the late Reverend Dr. Charles Edward Booth. She is my sister as well as my student. She did her doctoral work with Dr. Booth and me, oh, years ago. And uh, the Lord has allowed for her to preach really all over the world. Uh, in Africa and Canada and the Caribbean and Europe and, of course, throughout the United States. She has shared on the stage at Hampton, and God has just placed a calling upon her life to encourage, equip, and educate those to know who God is by saving faith in Jesus Christ. She is the former pastor of the Shiloh Baptist Church in York, Pennsylvania, as well as the city of Jericho in, in Landover. And God placed a wonderful blessing and burden on her heart to start this work known as Victory Grace Center. And just in a short time, this church has grown in an amazing way. But what I appreciate about uh, my sister, Dr. Jazz, is her preaching capacity to share the unsearchable riches of the gospel. She is a native of Trinidad and Tobago. And so you're going to hear that flavor of her accent uh, come through. And I think that's part of God's genius of allowing for her to share the word of God. So I want to present to some and introduce to others my sister and my friend for many, many years, the Reverend Dr. Jasmine Jazz Skurlock, the lead and founding pastor of the Grace, Grace, Victory Grace Center in Landover. Pray for her and with her that the Lord will use her today in a mighty and magnificent way. And I guarantee, St. Paul, you're going to be blessed because you sat at her feet today. Let's give God praise.
Would you join me in a word of prayer? Father, we're grateful on this morning. We're grateful that you woke us up this morning. We're grateful for the activities of our limbs. We're grateful that we had clothes on our back. We've got shoes on our feet. We're grateful that we got a roof over our head. We're grateful that although a million people die from COVID, we were not one of them. We're grateful for our family. We're grateful for food. We're grateful for strength. We're grateful for faith. But most importantly, we're grateful for the blood of Jesus. We're grateful that because of the blood of Jesus that we are alive on today. And so God, we bless you on today. And this morning, God, we ask that they will not see jazz, but they will see Jesus. We ask that they will not hear jazz, but they will hear Jesus. And when all is said and done, we thank you that your name will be glorified, your people will be edified, and the very devil will be horrified. Because we ask it in the precious, the powerful, permanent name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all the grateful people, come on and put your hands together and give God a hand of praise. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, you can do better than that. Clap if you love the Lord. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. If you're sanctified and you know it, stop your feet. And if you believe God for a miracle in the next 45 minutes, would you open your mouth and throw your head back and give God your best praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, bless him one more time. Come on, bless him one more time. Bless him one more time. Bless him one more time. You may be seated in the presence of God. Would you thank God for the praise and worship? Some man, let him know. Let me know if it's me that's making the mistake. All right, thank you so very much. Would you help me celebrate the BMW? That's the black man that carries the word. Give it up for my good friend. The Reverend Dr. Robert, come on, Scott. Come on, thank God for your pastor, my friend. Um, we're so grateful. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for your kindness down through the years. I consider him my big brother in the ministry. I was uh, honored to be a student at United Theological Seminary with my father, the Reverend Dr. Charles Edward Booth. And uh, because of Dr. Scott, I was able to get through that with flying color. And so I appreciate it. And I was preaching for him years ago in East St. Louis. And uh, then the Lord upgraded him and sent him to Mesa Church in here in Charlotte, North Carolina, the St. Paul Baptist Church. Amen. God bless you so very much. I feel like the Queen of Sheba. I heard about you from afar. Until I came and saw it for myself, and the half has not been told. And so we honor you, and we celebrate you. To those of you who are in the Zoom world, the Zoomologists, amen. God bless you. Those of you on Facebook, Twitter, IG, wherever you are, we greet you in the only name that matters, and that is the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're here for our conference. We're here this week with Bishop T.D. Jakes, and so I decided to come in a couple of days early. Amen. I'm planning on golfing on Monday. 
Monday and Tuesday, amen. But I get to hang out at St. Paul on today, and so we're honored to be here. I want to encourage you to stay in touch with us, and the way you do that is on social media. So if you're on Twitter, I am Dr. Jazz. Facebook, I am Dr. Jazz. Snapchat, I am Dr. Jazz. WhatsApp, I am Dr. Jazz. MySpace, I am Dr. Jazz. In Zoom, I am Dr. Jazz. Even if you go to hell, the devil know I am Dr. Jazz, all right? So wherever, wherever you holler at me, I promise to holler back at you, amen. I am Dr. Jazz, and I've got my son and his wife in ministry. I had an opportunity of ordaining them and marrying them, and they relocated. They now live in this area, and that's Reverend Bill Wormley and his lovely wife, Shel Wormley. Can y'all help me greet them the way you do it at St. Paul? And then... One of my dear friends, Sister Kim, is here somewhere. I think I saw back there some of my good friends are here. And so thank you so very much for being here on today. There is a word from the Lord. It's found in the gospel according to St. Luke, the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 7, the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 7, reading particularly at verse number 36, verse number 36. And last two years, Pastor Scott, I've been preaching without high heels, so I got the heels on today just for St. Paul, all right, just, just for St. Paul. After COVID, between COVID, I got rid of all my high heels, but I, I pulled out one today, all right, I pulled out one today so I could at least be five foot five in the pulpit, all right, but I'm really five foot four. The gospel according to St. Luke chapter seven, reading particularly at verse number 36, all right, verse number 36, gospel according to St. Luke chapter seven, and while you're there, just wave it at me. I know you can't holler with those masks, so just wave. All right, go ahead. All right, they can holler with their masks. Luke chapter 7, verse number 36. And here begins the reading of the word of God. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said, two people owed money, a certain money lender to a certain money lender. One owed 500 denaro and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not kiss me, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. 
Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sin? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. I want you to go in peace. On this last Sunday of Women History Month, brothers, you can eavesdrop for the next 40 minutes. But I want to talk particularly to the women, and I want to preach from the subject, the gift of acceptance. Come on, go ahead. The gift of acceptance. Put your hand on yourself and say, I got the gift of acceptance. Jesus is at the dinner party, but this dinner party is not a normal dinner party. Jesus is at a dinner party that is hosted by a brother by the name Simon the Pharisee. And the Bible said that while Jesus is at this dinner party, my goodness, that there comes a woman that Luke describes simply as a sinner. At Simon the Pharisee's party, Jesus is at this party where Jesus should be honored, but yet in spite of Jesus being honored by Simon, Jesus is being dishonored. You see, as Jesus shows up at this Pharisee's house at this party, there is no attention that was given to Jesus by Simon. There is no affection that is given to Jesus by Simon. There is no appreciation from the host of the party. Simon invited Jesus not for a celebration, but Simon simply invited Jesus to his house out of curiosity. You see, by now, Pastor Scott, Jesus' fame is spreading. Jesus has just healed the centurion servant, and he had just raised the widow's son. And Simon the Pharisee had heard about Jesus, but he did not believe the hype. So he invited Jesus to his house with his family and his friends, not because he believed in Jesus, but rather he wanted to see if they were, what they were saying about Jesus was true. We know this that because Simon did not do exactly what he needed to do for Jesus. You see, whenever a guest invited somebody of importance to their house for a fellowship or a party, there were some things you needed to do to let the guests know that they are in a place of honor. You see, in Jesus' day and time, when an honor guest comes to the house, you have to pay them attention by doing some particular things. Number one, you had to start washing their feet. But you'll notice that Simon does not wash Jesus' feet. Number two, you had to kiss the guests. Notice that Simon does not kiss Jesus. Number three, they will put roses around the important guests, but Simon does not do any of those things. Simon does not kiss Jesus. He doesn't drop roses around Jesus. He doesn't even wash Jesus' feet. In other words, Simon does not give Jesus, number one, any attention. He doesn't give Jesus any affection. And he doesn't give Jesus any appreciation. Have you ever been in those kind of climate that while you are in the room that nobody is showing you any attention? Have you ever been in a situation where there is no affection? Have you ever been working on a job or even in a ministry and you don't feel any appreciation? Simon does not accept Jesus. He does not give Jesus any attention. He does not give Jesus any affection and he surely doesn't give Jesus any attention. 
attention. What Simon offers Jesus rather is judgment. Can I talk to somebody? All through the story, the only thing that Simon offers Jesus is judgment. And judgmental people struggle with acceptance. Whenever you're judgmental, it's hard for you to accept the grace of God. And it's hard for you to give grace to other people. Luke said that while Simon does not give Jesus any attention... While Simon does not give Jesus any affection and any appreciation, Kim, the Bible says that there comes a woman from Charlotte, North Carolina. There comes a woman from the city and Luke describes her as a sinner. Notice Luke does not take the time to tell us the woman's name. All Luke tells us if there comes a woman who crashes Simon's party and does everything that Simon should have done for Jesus. I believe on the fourth Sunday in the month of March, there is one of these women who showed up to show Jesus some attention, who shows up to give Jesus some affection, who shows up to tell Jesus how much you appreciate him for waking you up this morning and starting you on your way. Are there any women at the sound of my voice who said, if I only got one hand, I'm going to wave my hand and tell God, thank him. If I only got one breath in my body, I'm going to use the breath I got to show God how much I appreciate him. And the Bible says she crashes Simon's party. She anoints Jesus' feet. She kissed up on Jesus in such a way that the Bible said that Simon noticed her. Don't you miss that. Whenever you start giving God some praise, even the devil notice you. Uh, whenever you start opening your mouth and telling God how much you're thankful, even demons recognize you. Uh, you see, demons are not intimidated by people who don't mind, don't want to praise God. But the moment you start praising God and say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus uh, and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Even devils tremble at your shout. Uh, now look at your neighbor in your row and say, if you ain't got nothing to say, just sit there and look cute. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, how he woke me up this morning, started me on my way, put clapping in my hands, running in my feet, I got to show him some attention. I got to give him some affection. And I got to give him some appreciation. Come on, sit down. Y'all messing up the DVD. The Bible says that Simon does not do anything for Jesus. But look at verse 39. The Bible said that Simon responded to this woman who shows Jesus appreciation, who gave Jesus some uninterrupted attention, who gave Jesus some affection. Verse 39 says that Simon says within himself, if what and who Jesus was a prophet, he would have known what kind of woman she is. Now Dr. Scott I don't have time to argue right here because we know that Simon is not a prophet. He's Simon the Pharisee. So if Simon is a Pharisee, how come Simon know what kind of woman she is? How can I preach up in here? I said how come Simon knows what kind of woman she is when Simon is not a prophet, he's a Pharisee. Can I argue right here? Furthermore, Reverend Bill, how does the woman know where Simon lives unless she's been there before? Can I preach up in here? Uh, can I... 
I wonder I had some women up in here. How he knows she's a sinner unless he's one of what she is. Because judgmental people only know what you are because they are what you are. Whenever people are judging you over stuff, it's because that's their issue. That's their struggle. That's their problem. Whenever people are pointing finger and they are throwing stones, they forget that they also live in a glass house. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you better be careful from whom you judge because I may not look good on the outside, but on the inside, I'm like fire. Shut up in my Uh, It reminds me, it reminds me. uh, I hope the cameraman can zoom in on my makeup. Uh, I hope the cameraman can zoom in on my makeup. Uh, My makeup look good this morning, right? Uh, And this morning around 7.45, I had a makeup person to come to my hotel uh, and make me up because I'm not like Beyonce. I did not wake up like this. Uh, Come on, preach up in here. I had to get my eyelashes. I had to get my brush. And because I am on a secure floor in the hotel, I had to go downstairs and bring my makeup artist upstairs. I went downstairs in the lobby looking for my makeup artist. And normally my makeup artist is a female. She's African American and she is fly. But while I'm in the lobby waiting on my makeup artist, Sister Kim, it was a brother with a baseball cap on his head. 99 tattoo on his leg 55 on his arms and may I tell you his polish he had black nail polish I don't even wear nail polish I was trying not to be like Simon I was trying not to judge him he introduced himself he said I'm from Cuba they sent me to do your makeup I said you gonna do my makeup I said okay okay have you been vaccinated he said I'm vaccinated I said well let's go ahead and go upstairs he started laying out the brush I was trying to not be like Simon but I kept on watching the tattoo on his neck the tattoo on his arm the tattoo on his leg I said God what are you trying to do I'm going to St. Paul Baptist Church I got to represent it's my big brother place but the brother started drawing the stuff on my eye put the eyelashes on my arm put the brush on my arm and I look as good as Beyonce I'm trying to tell somebody some of you are missing out on your blessing because you're judging people on the outside look at your neighbor and say neighbor I don't care what the mailman looks like as long as he got mail I don't care if he got tattoos I don't care if his polish is nail as long as he got nail with my name on it I will answer the doorbell the Bible said, can I preach up in here? The Bible says that Simon said within himself, and look what Simon says within himself. He said, if Jesus was a prophet, he would have known what kind of woman this is, for she is a sinner. And, G- and Jesus acted 
we see or in Jesus demonstration uh, we see that Jesus extended to this woman uh, what we need and that is the gift of acceptance uh, photographer if you're going to take a picture take it on this side this is my better side uh, I notice Jesus notice Jesus uh, Jesus never stopped the woman uh, pastor Scott notice Jesus never stopped the woman uh, from kissing on him uh, Jesus never stopped the woman from giving him affection uh, Jesus never stopped the woman from giving him attention. Uh, Jesus never stopped the woman from giving appreciation. Uh, in fact, Jesus never condemned her. Uh, he never judged the woman. Uh, although she broke all traditional rules and culture, uh, she took her hair down in public. Uh, she showed affection in public. Uh, and I believe at the last Sunday in the month of Women History Month, uh, there are some women who are going to be like Judge Jackson, uh, who don't mind breaking cultural rules. Ah, the earth may be against you. And they said you're not qualified for the Supreme Court. But when the hand of God is upon you, it doesn't matter what devil is against you. Because no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. I wonder if I got a thousand people at the sound of my voice who understand that if God be for you, it doesn't matter what man says about you because your future is not in the hands of man it's in the hands of God I need a thousand people to holler back at me and say my life is in the hands of the God who created the universe Bible said he does not judge her. I looked down your row and said there's no judgment on this row. I don't care if you got on what you got on. I'm just glad you came to church this morning. And after two years of COVID, I hope we got over what people wear to church. After two years of COVID, I don't care if you got a dress or skirt on. I'm just glad you in the house. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done, for me I'll shout in here's our sneaker I said I'll shout with whatever I got on the Bible says that Jesus does not condemn her Jesus does not judge her Jesus does not rebuke her big brother all Jesus does is Jesus give her exactly what we're looking for Jesus extended to her the gift of acceptance. Well, what is the gift of acceptance? Somebody say, what is, what is? What is the gift of acceptance? When we accept ourselves and when we accept others, it means, number one, we leave the judgment of our lives and their lives in the hands of God. Let me say that again. Whenever we accept ourselves and whenever we accept others, we leave the judgment of their their lives in the hands of God. Look at Romans chapter 14 verse 4. It says, who are you to judge another man's servant? Who are you to say who's going to heaven or who's going to hell? Who are you to tell God who he can use and who he cannot use? Who are you to tell God who he can bless and who he cannot bless? Paul says in Romans chapter 14 verse 4, he said, who are you to judge another man's the man's servant. But number two, whenever we accept some 
someone and whenever we accept ourselves we focus on the essential and not the incidental God I said whenever we accept somebody my goodness we focus on the essential the brother knew how to do makeup the incidental was the tattoo on his body and when I got past the tattoo I realized the brother is gifted to do what the brother does and that some of us we struggle with that we so focusing on the incidental what kind of car they're driving what kind of house they're living in how much money they got in their bank account if they're married or they're single that's an incidental every now and then when I'm traveling around the country somebody will always ask me are you married or single I said what that got to do with the anointing can I preach up in here don't you judge me because I ain't got a finger on this finger judge me because God has called me is there anybody at the sound of my voice who said in 2021 I am not going to focus on the incidental I am going to focus on the essential Romans chapter 14 verse number 17 says the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating it's not a matter of drinking but it's about righteousness it's about peace it's about joy in the Holy Ghost if you got peace if you got joy and you got the Holy Ghost you got the essential I may not have a BMW but I got peace I may not be living in a mansion but I got joy I may not have a million dollar but I got the Holy Ghost because the stuff don't make me I make the stuff can I preach up in here look at your neighbor and say the stuff don't make me I make the the stuff the louis don't make me the gucci don't make me the car don't make me in fact if i lose it all and i still got king jesus i got more than enough to start all over with is there anybody lost anything the last two years but you still got your joy you still got your peace you still got your dance you still got your praise then you ought to open your mouth and say i still got the essential is not giving up acceptance is not giving up on becoming more better as a human being acceptance is not giving up the desire or not taking the step to be better in your job or your relationship or your family or your friends no acceptance is not in the absence of correction did y'all catch it acceptance is not the absence of correction but acceptance is the gift we give ourselves and the gift we give others and we leave the judgment of their lives in the hand of God acceptance is realizing that this moment is already unfolding as it is my goodness acceptance means that we are where God wants us to be it is exactly in the place that the Lord will have us to be Simon looked at the woman from her past 
Oh my God, Jesus looked on the other hand. He looked at the woman in her present and he looked at the woman in her future. And you got a choice this morning. You can either look at your life over your past. And when you look at your, your life through your past, you will feel shame or remorse over the thing you've done in your past. But I'm so glad Paul said, I'm forgetting those things which are behind. And I press towards the mark of the price of the high calling in Christ Jesus. I don't know how y'all do it at St. Paul, but do me a favor and just look back at your past and wave your past goodbye. Come on, everything you've done in the past is already under the blood. Every mess up you made is already under the blood. And the only reason why the devil reminds you of your past is because he doesn't know your future. Because if the devil knew your future, he will leave your past alone. I feel like preaching right here. The only reason I got the shout I got is because I did some stuff in my past that should have destroyed me, that should have killed me, that should have wiped me out. But the Lord still woke me up this morning. Are there anybody out there? Now, if you haven't done any mess in your past, just sit there and look cute and sing that national anthem. I shall not be moved. But if you've done anything in your past and you know God should have killed you in your past, but he's a God of grace and he's a God of mercy, then you ought to open your mouth and give God your best praise and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will wish. and be glad in this listen whenever we practice whenever we give people the gift look at you they will say I'm giving you the gift of acceptance who give it to them give it to them I'm giving you the gift of acceptance you see pastors come whenever we extend to people the gift of acceptance we look past the past and we look at them in their present and in their future how do we practice the gift of acceptance we practice acceptance by releasing the need of our ego to constantly judge others. Ooh, I just said a mouthful. I said we practice the gift of acceptance by releasing the need of our ego to constantly judge others out of fear. Simon is judging the woman because Simon is afraid. You see, whenever you are insecure, whenever you are filled with fear, whenever you're filled with fear of the unknown, whenever you're filled with fear of things that you don't understand, you tend to always be casting judgment on others. The Bible said Simon said within himself. And by the way let me remind you God is a mind reader. Can I preach up in here? The Bible said that Simon said within himself if Jesus knew what and what kind of woman this is that touched him he wouldn't allow it and for some strange reason Jesus read Simon's mind. Oh I came to tell somebody he's reading your mind yes I can't see beyond the mask if you got a smile or if you got a frown ah, but I'm so glad that God is a mind reader he reads Simon's mind and he begins to have a question with Simon he begins to have a conversation with Simon he said Simon I've got 
have something to say unto you. And Simon said, say on. And my goodness, Jesus began to say on. He said, there are two people who owed. And because we are in Charlotte, let's call the creditors Wells Fargo and Bank of America. I was downtown last night or uptown. There is Wells Fargo all over uptown. So he said, there are two people who owed Wells Fargo some money. Somebody owed a hundred thousand dollars and the other one owed fifty thousand dollars. Just wink at me if you got a creditor. In fact, just go ahead and throw that creditor name out there. It may be Wells Fargo, it may be Bank of America, it may be student loan, whatever it is. We all know what it is to owe somebody some money. We all know what it is. I owe, I owe so off to work, I got to go. Don't like my job, but I owe, I owe. So I got to go to work. Is there anybody out there? My goodness, there are these two people who owed Wells Fargo. One owed a hundred thousand dollars and the other one owed fifty. And Jesus said to Simon and neither one of them can repay the loan. Have you ever been there between the devil and the deep blue sea? Have you ever been there between a rock and a hard place? You're trying to pay off the loan but my goodness everything that could go wrong go wrong. If it ain't the dog it's the cat. If it ain't the cat it's the house. If it ain't the house it's the car that breaks down. There is somebody at the sound of my voice. My goodness you're trying to pay off that loan but every time you try something happens. If it ain't COVID it's gas price rising. If it ain't gas price it's Ukraine and Russia fighting. If it ain't one thing it's another. Can I encourage somebody? The Lord told me at the beginning of this year that 2022 was going to be the year of the supernatural. He said it's not by might it's not by power but it's by my spirit says the Lord and the Lord said when you have done all you can just stand. I come to just prophesy to 50 of y'all that God is going to make it happen for you supernaturally. I just need 50 of y'all, not the rest of y'all. I said there's 50 of y'all who said I'm believing God by the end of this year. I'm going to be able to cancel that debt. I need you to shout over cancellation. I don't need you to shout over clothes. I don't need you to shout over cars. I don't need you to shout over crib. But I hear the prophetic word of the Lord that there's somebody's debt that is getting ready to be canceled. I 